What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about how to make ADHD your superpower in entrepreneurship, because it really is, and until you see it as such and then get some concrete advice on how to do so, then it kind of exists as this thing that inhibits you. So we have six different tips today. And if you are an avid listener of the show, you know that this last Thursday, so about three days ago, I actually did debut this episode, but after a day or so, I realized I could do so much better and I only am gonna talk about the ADHD topic so much, but the reason why it's actually super relevant is there is a an extremely huge uh, layover between the two markets of people who are entrepreneurs and people who have ADHD. Even though they're essentially unrelated, it is a very common overlap. So that's why we're talking about it. And the last episode, it was definitely good, but it only had the first two tips that I'm going to be talking about today. And then after I processed it a little bit more, I was like, you know what, I really got to get these ones out there too. So here is the re-recording. So all right, tip number one for making ADHD your friend. You can't ever use it as an excuse again. Even if you feel like it's valid, even if you you didn't get things done in time, you didn't focus, you can't say that it's an excuse. And this is the same with being tired. If you want to get consistent in the gym, the first step would be to rule out being tired as a possible excuse so that you know if you're tired, it doesn't matter. You still have to go. And in that specific example, the reason why that's so important is because if you get a bad night's sleep the night before and then you don't go to the gym, then it makes it so there's not really any repercussions for getting a bad night's sleep. If you know I have to go to the gym tomorrow either way and it's going to kind of suck if I'm tired, I'm going to go either way, then you're a lot more likely to go to bed early. Otherwise, there there's like you know a reward for getting bad sleep. Like you don't have to go to the gym if you get bad sleep. So it's the same thing with this, is that if you use it as an excuse to, I didn't get my work done today because my ADHD kicked in, then every time your ADHD kicks in, there's a reward that you get for letting it take over what you do that day. You're like, you know what, I'm gonna rule today out as an ADHD mental health day, and that's why nothing got done. If that is not in your possible list of excuses, then watch how this disappears. And uh, I know it's harder to focus on some things, but leading to my next point here, it shouldn't be hard to focus if you've picked the right business. Because number two here is the reason why ADHD is a superpower is because it gives you horrible focus for things that you don't care about and extremely good focus for things that you care about. So you have been pigeonholed into doing what you want to do in life and that's all you can possibly do. And what this gives you is a never quit mentality on another level. So for me, when I think of, like if I was thinking about going to a traditional job and I say, okay, what are the pros and cons? Well, the cons are they'd want me to be there at a certain time, like maybe 8 a.m. Okay, nope, done. I don't even need to hear the salary. I don't need to hear any other part about it. I have to be there at a certain time. 
to do shit that I don't really want to do. And then if I have an idea for marketing that the company's not on board with, you're telling me that I can't do it. Are you telling me I don't have complete creative control of this company that I work at? Done, right? I, I would never even consider it. And for that reason, I, it doesn't matter what happens in entrepreneurship. If my if all my businesses close in one year and I get sued and like just the worst things could possibly happen, there's no part of my mind that says, all right, maybe I should get a traditional job. It just says, okay, what business am I starting next? And when you have this, then you're going to probably start many businesses in your life because the average person who starts a business has a limit of one business that they can start. And if that one first business doesn't work, then they're like, okay, I'm going back to my traditional job because they can fathom it because it's possible for them to say, you know what, I can, I can go be, uh, I could work in supply chain and I'll, I'll work on Excel a lot and I'll do emails and I'll get to work at a certain time and I'll make a fixed amount of money and I'll do the company meetings. And if that exists in your mind as something that you are content with, maybe it's not your ideal scenario, but you can be happy doing that, then you will probably find yourself back in that position. Because as soon as the going gets tough and you're not making that much money in your business, then you'll say, you know what? I could be content doing that. And you will go to it. So you basically are either your first business crushes it or you're not going to make it. And and that's just the, the reality of it. And you've probably heard a lot of stats. Who knows what the actual numbers are? But I've heard like 90% of first businesses fail. I've heard 95%. Even if it's 80%. No one's an exception to this. Like it's it's so rare. Like you, you can't really plan on being the exception. I mean, like who knows if you will be or not. I thought I would be because I had experience coming from a sales job for seven years and I had a lot of skills. And still my first business that I worked on for two and a half years, I had to eventually say, this is not a good idea. <laughs> and I had to, to close that business. And I've now started eight businesses in the last six years. And a lot of times, even if you choose a good business, it only lasts a couple years before it is no longer a good business. So you have a superpower because if you never quit, you will eventually make it. And I think everyone can agree with that. If every time the going gets tough, you say, you know what, maybe I should consider a traditional job. Even if you say, no, 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 I'm going to stick with it longer. I'm going to stick with entrepreneurship longer. You just wasted a day, a week, a month in the mindset of thinking about leaving, which means that your work ethic slowed tremendously during that time because you thought, well, I probably shouldn't apply myself. Sorry, I'm getting over a cold right now. I probably shouldn't apply myself too much to this business if I'm thinking about leaving, right? It's the same thing at your jobs. If you're like, I'm about to put in my two weeks notice. I'm not totally sure yet though. I'm not totally sure yet if I should yet, then you're going to be a pretty shitty employee, right? Especially like if you did put in your two weeks notice, most people are pretty terrible employees in their last couple weeks of of work, uh, unless you're really trying to like get that referral. But a lot of times then, uh, you know, you're, you're just checked out, right? So if every time the going gets tough, you have to go through this battle of should I stick with it or not? This could be a month or more that you are stuck in this thought process 
and your work has slowed, your belief in yourself has lowered, and just the amount of actions you're taking is lowered, which then in turn, all of that added up, you're gonna quit. You're just going to quit eventually. And that's why it's very hard to be an entrepreneur without some form of ADHD. I think even some of the most successful people you've ever met have this. And really, I just see it as you can't do what you don't, what you're anything outside of your passion. You can't focus on anything outside of your passion. And the other day, I did appointments for my old sales job because my buddy was like, hey, I've got all these appointments that are right by your house and I can't do them. Do you just want to do a day of Cutco appointments for me? And I'll, I'll pay you the commission on them. And I'm always kind of curious. I was like, you know what? I, I have so many ads right now that I'm just waiting on results to come in. And uh, uh, like I've got a new product coming in on Wednesday, but it's not here yet. And I was like, I'm just like pending on so much work right now in my online businesses. I was like, sure, I'll go do it and I'll uh, keep fresh. And it's kind of nice to just... Uh, do a, you know, do some sales appointments. So I thought, right? So I went out and did these four appointments and I was so tired by the end of these. Like I've done so many six appointment days where I wasn't nearly as tired, but because these appointments were so not in line with my purpose in life, they just completely drained me of my energy. And I just wanted to get out of there as soon as I could. And because I wanted to get out of there as soon as I could, I was not doing the best appointments. And it just, I, I've never been so tired from doing four sales appointments that are roughly like 45 minutes to an hour each. There's drive time in between, which is definitely like the biggest energy suck. But it just showed like, I, I can't do things that aren't in line with everything I'm looking to achieve over the next five to 10 years. If I, if I do something outside of that, I can't focus. I don't have the energy and that's the blessing of ADHD. So you need to completely stop using it as an excuse and only see it as the greatest gift that you could ever be given. If you want to own a business, it is the best thing that you could have going for you is this boredom that comes from doing anything outside you want to do because otherwise a never quit mentality is hard to learn, but it's innate in you. It's already built in you. So it's such a superpower. So going on to the more tactical tips here. Number three is you have to do massive to-do lists. And a lot of people just do a daily to-do list. And what this does is you say, these are all the things that I need to do today. And then you kind of play out in your head like, all right, I could probably start in a couple hours and be fine. And this can be related to how you were back in school. People with ADHD usually wait until the last minute to do assignments or study for tests. And for me, that was completely fine. Like I never turned in anything late. I was never like, oh, I, I couldn't do it because I couldn't even possibly focus on writing a paper unless it was the night before and I had a couple hours before going to bed. I was like, okay, finally, it's the window where if I don't completely focus, this won't get done. So now this is the only window that I can possibly focus. And if you just do daily to-do lists, you're gonna always be like, okay, I could probably start this at 5 p.m. and get done. And it's because you don't have a, a picture of everything that really needs to get done. So what I do, I don't do like, here's the month's to-do list. You can certainly do that though, or a week's to-do list. I more like to do 
I'm going to like, so next month I'm going to Charlotte, North Carolina and Chicago for a trip. So I'm like, here is my pre-trip to-do list. If even like a holiday is coming up, like here's my pre-Christmas to-do list. So I more like to base it around things like that, like the next major life event that is coming up because it just makes a little bit more sense to do it that way too. And then I get my giant whiteboard and then I put all of these tasks on there. And what you're going to realize is there is always just so many more things that you can think of to do in this month time span than if you just always hit your to-do list one day at a time. And then as soon as you see this massive list, you can't help but realize, dang, if I don't get started right now, this might not get done, which is the thought that needs to occur in an ADHD person's mind to gain focus. Otherwise, you're probably looking to do it in the last possible time window. So having an awareness of everything that needs to get done shrinks that window. The next one is at the end of a day, stop halfway through a task that you can finish in the morning. Because a lot of times getting started is the hardest part. And if you say, all right, what do I need to do today? All right, I need to write an email and I need to design a new web page and design a new funnel. All of these tasks that you're starting at zero is the hardest point to get started on a task, especially for the ADHD brain. But if I end a day and I'm like, all right, I wrote like half of an email or I, I, I made the first page of that funnel. I need to go back through and just add some images and stuff like that, but I'm gonna call it a night. When you wake up in the morning, you will be able to instantly resume working because you'll go over to your computer and you'll be like, what am I doing? Oh yeah, I just gotta put like these images in. You're not starting on the creative part of the thought process. You're just putting some things in, right? And creating this action and getting something done is ultimately what leads you to be able to focus and keep going because you get these little dopamine hits of checking something off your to-do list. So I love leaving myself with a task right in the morning that I can just jump into without any thought process. And it's just so easy. So like it's basically a mundane task at that point. And I'm just finishing something off. So rather than, you know, just finishing every task in its entirety the day before and then starting completely fresh on any task. It's just, it's a lot harder to get yourself to start. The fifth one is after you've done that half task in the morning, the other thing that will make you want to delay work is whatever thing that needs to get done that day that is the most annoying work. So if you knock that task off, then the rest of the day is very easy and it won't be hard for you to continue on working because the ADHD brain wants to procrastinate. And the reason why it wants to procrastinate is whatever task it does not want to do. So I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm perfect on this, but if you ever like, I have so much work to do today, I'm not looking forward to it. Start with the task that you don't want to do and then do that. And then now all of a sudden, it doesn't even seem that hard to finish the rest of the day. And then my last tip here, tip number six is Whatever is most important for you to get done in your business, you're gonna wanna turn into a daily habit. And I also would tell you to do this with the gym or some kind of fitness, okay? Throughout my life, over the last decade plus, I've always been pretty good at going to the gym. Like I'll have four to six month spurts where I go three to five times a week and then I kind of fall off. And then I realize, dang, I'm looking kind of weak. I gotta, I gotta get 
back on the horse and I get started again and then you go to the gym and you're super sore so you can't even work out that often and and then eventually you kind of fall out of it and part of that reason too is because you don't see the results progressing as fast after you get used to a four or five day split unless you're really working yourself super, super hard, which is the thing why a lot of people can't get to the next level in fitness. Like they see results for like the first six months because now they're doing something versus doing nothing, but they're not working out super hard to the point where that last rep, they're just moving so slow as they push up that weight. Like I'm really trying to, I go to failure on like every set is like my thing now. And so daily fitness, If you want to get in shape, you need to do daily fitness. This is especially important for ADHD because the brain wants to procrastinate. And if you wake up and you say, all right, I go to the gym five days a week. And even though I did say that today would be a good day, what if I moved it to tomorrow? So tomorrow's an off day, but what if I moved today's workout to tomorrow? And then tomorrow comes and then a friend asks you to hang out and then you say yes. And now all of a sudden... You're two days without working out. Just something comes up that you didn't expect. And, or maybe you wake up on that day and you just, you just forget entirely because you're like, do I work out today? I can't remember. And you just don't do it. The only way to get truly consistent, especially over a long period of time, is to do something every day without question. Even me who's sick right now, today I'm going to go to the gym full on for the first time in a few days, but I've still done about 50 to 100 push-ups every day for the last few days or like wall sits and just whatever I could do because there is no possible excuse for me not doing something. And because of that, there is no voice in my head any longer that negotiates, is today the day that I do something for fitness? Ah, let's move it to tomorrow. That voice doesn't exist because it's just a given every day, no matter what. And I've done this for over a year now, and I'm in the best shape of my life. And every month from now on, for years probably, I'll be able to say that. For most of my life, I've been able to say I'm in the best shape of my life because I'm just always getting better and better. I rarely go backwards, um, you know, besides the periods where I might've gone like a couple months without going. And then I gotta, you know, get back on that horse. And then now I'm just like, yeah, because I go every day, like it's just, there's no negotiation. If you're not feeling good, then you do push-ups. If I'm not really not feeling good, then I'll do some calf extensions or I'll do a plank for a bit. I'll do something really, really light, but I'll never do nothing. Or maybe I'll just go on a walk, a one mile, two mile walk in the sun. Because even if you're not feeling good, this is a good thing to do. You get out in the sun and you get a little, you get the blood flowing, right? There still is something that you can do in every single circumstance, even if it's as small as a walk. So you have to do it daily. Now for your business, this, if you tie your highest income producing activity into a daily to-do list task, you will always be making money. So for me, a couple years ago, what this was is I would DM people who liked my Instagram posts and try to get them on a phone call. And when I would say, all right, you know what? Every Monday, I'm going to send out like 10 DMs to people who have liked my Instagram posts or recently followed me, thanking them for following me, and then try to get them on a sales consultation phone call. And I'll do it every Monday. And what would happen is Tuesday would come around. I'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot. 
all right, next Monday, I'm going to have to do it double, right? And then if I didn't even do it on Monday, like the first time, I'm not going to do it on the next Monday for double because like the day just passes by. It's very easy for the days to blend into each other in entrepreneurship. It's very easy for you to forget to check your calendar uh, until part of the day is over because you've already just been doing your to-do list and then you look and you're like, oh, I had like a weekly thing planned. But that task at that time was my highest income producing activity as far as income now, right? There's income later activities, which would be like writing a blog post on your website, which will hopefully get picked up by Google in a few months. And then we'll hopefully get a lot of traffic and then we'll hopefully get you a sale. Like that's an income later activity. And you do want to do those. But if you don't have income producing now activities, your revenue will always be all over the place. So I said, you know what? What if every single day I had to do it? So I knew I could do it right when I wake up and get rid of it. I had to do it at night. I'm like, what if every single day I had to do it so that there is no negotiation? And that is when I really started driving consistent revenue because I was doing my highest income producing task every day. And when I sold Cutco Knives, this was phone calls. Oh, I, I phone three times a week. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. It's just not like, oh yeah, without fail, four to 6 p.m., Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, without fail, I'm always there. It just doesn't happen. Until it becomes a daily task, then it doesn't get done. It doesn't get done consistently. So the only way that you could keep sales going in Cutco is if you did daily phone calls, especially because this helps you with complacency. Because if you were to have like a big sales week and then Saturday comes around, you're like, I, and you have a bunch of appointments. So you're like, I got like 15 appointments ahead of me. I just had a big week. I'm going to skip tonight's phone jam. Then what that means is the next week or the week after that will experience a dip because you didn't keep your momentum going because of the complacency. So a daily task around your highest income producing now activity is the most foolproof way to secure consistent revenue in your business. And this works very well for ADHD because you don't have to remember, is today the day? It's always the day that you do it. And I highly encourage all of you to get this going around fitness uh, as well. So that concludes the episode. Stay focused today. Get some work done. You're doing great.